0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Welcome to Politics by Faith. I'm Mike Slater. Thanks for being here. If you're new to the show, we take a story of the day, we tell you what's happening, then we tell you what's really going on, what's at the root of the story, then we lament the brokenness in it, then the turn. This is where we provide some historical perspective and biblical truth, so that we can have some peace. Because the story of the day, more often than not, is causing anxiety, and this is not a good way to live. So we uh, try to get rid of that anxiety. Because there's nothing new under the sun, we can do that. And you get to the biblical truth of it all, and that anxiety, you can feel it wash away by the end of the episode. Then we talk about what's in your control, and then wrap up with the final thought. That's the outline, and uh, we've been doing it over 100 episodes now, and uh, I'm grateful you're here so let's talk about this Chinese spy balloon that floated across the United States what in the world they blew it up we blew it up eventually but only after it traversed the entirety of our country at 60,000 feet all right so what's going on here as far as we're told the Chinese launched a surveillance balloon China's far away by the way Anchorage to China is about 4,000 miles. The length of the United States is 3,000 miles. So that's how far, right? So the Chinese launched this balloon. You've maybe heard that it was the size of three city buses. Sort of. That was the size, we think, of the technology bay, as they call it. The part under the balloon. The balloon is even bigger. Now, NASA has some of these things. I don't know if it's the exact same balloon, but... The NASA, they call them scientific balloons. This is from the NASA website. The most common size, so not even the biggest, the most common size of NASA's balloons is 40 million cubic feet. Now, I have no idea. What 40 million cubic feet. Oh, wow, 40 million. I don't know, what is that? That is a volume equivalent to more than 195 Goodyear blimps. Have you ever seen the Goodyear blimp? Imagine 195 of them. That's one of the balloons. Again, I don't know if that's the one they had in China, but that's how big ours are. That's the most common size of our scientific balloons. That's unbelievable. NASA says when fully inflated, a football stadium could fit inside the balloon. Unbelievable. So it left China. Then on January 28th, it passed over American airspace over the Aleutian Islands. That's the, the string of islands that shoot off from Alaska, underneath Alaska, right? That's us. That's America. Then, uh, So it went over Alaska, and then it came down over Canada, and then over northern Idaho on January 31st, then Montana on February 1st. Now, let me make sure I get the calendar here. I get, uh, January 31st was a Tuesday. Biden said he ordered the balloon to be shot down on Wednesday, but his Pentagon advisors said it might hurt people and property below. So they recommend against shooting it down so they didn't so we just let the chinese spy balloon fly across the entire united states it went over billings montana and you're like well what's what's well that's home of what's the one of the three air force bases where we have intercontinental ballistic missiles that's why it just happened to float over billings montana i would like to know when the government knew this was in the air. I've always been under the impression that our military would know when anything takes off from anywhere. (laughs) Certainly our enemy's military bases. I just would have assumed that we had that capability. Maybe we don't track balloons, though. I don't know. But we, I want to know when the government found out about it because we didn't know about it until it was over Montana on Wednesday when Larry Mayer, a newspaper photographer, happened to be outside and looked up and said, huh, what's that? He said they shut down the airport and wouldn't let anybody land or take off, but wouldn't say why. So he took his high-powered camera, looked up in the sky, and saw this giant balloon. He's the guy who took the first civilian video of it. So the U.S. government clearly wouldn't have told us about it if Larry didn't see it. So it just would have passed right over us at 60,000 feet. It's about twice as high as airplanes. And they wouldn't have told anyone. That's what they would have done. We know that what they would have done because apparently a Chinese spy balloon crashed off the coast of Hawaii four months ago. No one said anything. And as Republicans are blaming Biden for this, right? A lot of Republicans are like, oh, this never would have happened under President Trump. The Pentagon came back and said, well, this actually happened three times under President Trump. <laughs> we don't know if it traversed the country or just got into airspace. We don't know. We don't know. Well, we they know, but they didn't tell us because there was no Larry Meyer who saw it. I just think of the person at the Pentagon who's like, oh, let's not tell anyone. And then Larry sees it, sends a video, and the people at the Pentagon are like, darn it, they found out. But apparently this happens a lot. I don't know. That's kind of more than once seems like a lot to me. But this balloon, we know, floated over the middle of the country, floated over St. Louis, just making its way across America. The Pentagon ordered that no encrypted communications be conducted underneath the path of the balloon. Then on Saturday, so one week, It passed over the ocean off Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The feds stopped all air traffic and two F-22 fighter jets from Langley Air Force Base started circling it. And one of them shot a Sidewinder air-to-air missile and the balloon blew up. I mean, not not like a Michael Bay movie because it's not full of hydrogen. Like the Hindenburg was full of hydrogen, which is light but super flammable. We use helium now, which is not flammable. So it didn't explode in a ball of fire. But it uh, fell It fell six miles off the coast in 47 feet of water. And then a couple of our ships went out with divers to try to collect the debris. Now, what's pretty weird about this, these balloons can actually be pretty hard to shoot down. In 1998, there was an actual weather balloon. China said, oh, this is just a weather balloon. (laughs) Uh, It's not. In uh, 1998, there was an actual weather balloon from Canada that went rogue. It was measuring the ozone layers. It was the size of a 25-story building. Can you believe that? So it went off course and it made it over to Russia and they couldn't take it down. No one could take it down. Two Canadian Air Force CF-18 fighters fired more than a thousand rounds of cannon shells into it off the coast of Newfoundland. Wow. An Icelandic official said the Canadian attack caused extensive punctures but failed to release the helium gas from the balloon. So then they started firing rockets through it but the rockets just shot right through it. And then you got to worry about yeah, you know, what happens when you shoot a missile through it? <laughs> the missile just goes, like, doesn't blow up. So I don't know how that works. So they were thinking this may be kind of tricky to actually take down. But our military was able to take it down in one shot. Why would China do this? I've read that balloons in some circumstances can actually be better at spying than satellites because they can stay on top of an area for longer than a satellite can. A satellite's shooting through space, so maybe it only gets a glimpse for a little bit of time, but a balloon could just float on top but they can still be super high you can't even see them they're also very cheap to launch compared to a satellite i think it was um i don't think it was for surveillance though our secretary of state was about ready to go to china first time a secretary of state visited with the president of china in china in six years and i think this was done to poke and prod the united states a little bit i thought it was their way of just challenging us letting us know that they're not scared of us
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. Now they can't. They couldn't provoke too much, <laughs> uh, right? Then I guess fighter jets on top of, of LA, right? That's like too far. But a balloon. What are you gonna do, America? Huh? What are you gonna do? I think that's what that was. And it was also a reminder from the Chinese that they have military capabilities that we don't, not balloons, we have balloons, but they have hypersonic missiles. We don't have those. And not only do we not have hypersonic missiles, we can't even defend against China's hypersonic missiles. So right now we are sitting ducks to China when it comes to hypersonic missile attacks. So I think this was a diplomatic game. Why, why wouldn't they fly the balloon higher so no one could see it if they were really spying? They, they flew it right where they knew it needed to be. <laughs> this is the former governor of Montana. He said, I grew up in a little farmhouse a mile from an intercontinental missile. While the missiles are underground and not visible, you can drive up to the facility and take a photo. Taking a rental car would have been a lot cheaper than sending a balloon from Beijing. <laughs> so I don't think they were spying. I think they were trying to make fun of us, trying to provoke us. So that's the story. So what's really... Going on. What are we going to chat about in this episode? First, I don't like secrets being kept by our government, kept from the American people. Yes, there's going to be military secrets that, from an operational standpoint, you're not going to go tell the news, right? Like, oh, here's where we think Osama bin Laden's currently hiding, and next Thursday we're going to go get him. Like, you can't. That's not a wise update. But hey, American people, the Chinese sent another surveillance balloon to America. It's over St. Louis right now. Like that's, I think that falls into the category of we should know. It was in Alaska and the administration took the, hey, let's stay quiet and hope no one finds out posture. And then Larry in Montana saw it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about secrets and spying. Break down when they're appropriate, when they're not. But let's lament for a minute a couple things i don't trust my government and i don't i don't like that i don't like that i don't trust them but that trust out of our military too hmm. a trust got crushed out of me somewhere during the 20 years of the afghanistan war and the weapons of mass destruction in iraq i was a supporter of both those i don't think george bush george w bush lied i think they were just wrong And they wanted to believe what wasn't so. They wanted it really badly to believe. it, And it wasn't true. And then the COVID hysteria. That should be the cherry on top for everyone. To not trust the experts. And to know that the seeds of tyranny are in every politician. I just don't trust these people at all. And they think they're better than you. They think they're better than you, which is why they don't want to tell you certain things. The older I get, I realize that these people are no smarter than you are. They're just people. They're just people making it up as they go along, right? Balloon comes over airspace. They're like, they sit around the table. Should we shoot it or not? I don't know. (laughs) It's like, huh? No. Yes. Maybe i no smarter than you. Do we trust our leaders to make the right call on something that simple? Then I think I lament also what could have been on this balloon. I've heard uh, you know, talk maybe of some biological weapons, maybe. Uh, also an EMP attack, electromagnetic pulse. So it could go over some part of our electric grid, shoot off this electromagnetic pulse, and then sh- break all the equipment. So And I, I read somewhere that that could shut it down for a year, shut down the entire electric grid for a year. And you're like, what do you mean a year? Well, can't they just flip a switch? No, it's all fried. The whole thing's fried. So you got to redo the, like, so it'd just be a total disaster. So I lament how, I, just, I don't know, not safe and unsecure we are. We just let a balloon just float. Really? And then I guess she's the big one. And I hesitate to even say it. That's what that sigh was. And I don't, I don't want to get too over my skis here, but 77%. Of 17 to 24 year olds are ineligible to join the United States military. Overweight, on drugs, on meds, whatever. The remaining 23% who are eligible, how many of those even want to join? America's a terrible place where we invented slavery, right? We've committed atrocities around the world. How many even want to join? So if we do go to war against a major power in the next generation, this generation, Will we win? Do we have the confidence that we'd even want to win? Would we be rooting for us? Okay, that's enough lament. Let's let's get to some let's do a little history and then we'll get to the Bible here. So we used hot air balloons during the Civil War. <laughs> what? This is one of my favorite comedians, Ryan Hamilton.
3: Someone told me that the hot air balloon became popular during the Civil War. You remember back when we used to write letters? <laughs> he said because they would use it to spy on each other's armies. I don't know if that's true, but I cannot come up with a scenario where that is even possible. <laughs> How? How, Hey, they're right in front of you. No, I think they can hear me too, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> They can definitely see me, that's for sure. This thing is 12 colors. Where did you get this? It says Remax on the side.
2: Okay, they're shooting at me now, so. So that's actually true. The French tried these out first or used these first for reconnaissance years before the Civil War. Uh, But they weren't used like uh, Ryan Hamilton and I first imagine they weren't used to fly over the enemy they were tethered to the ground they were tied to the ground and they would just go up and so we could get a better view of what's going on in the distance so it'd be like uh, climbing a mountain to get a better view of the enemy but if there's no mountains to climb then you just hop in the old balloon by the way you should watch the whole ryan hamilton special <laughs> it's called happy face It's like, he does like 20 minutes on hot air balloons it's great And far from being discreet, because that was my other thing. I was like, oh, like, you're going to, the enemy's going to see the balloon. And the Union army was like, yeah, we know. They made them really bright colors. They would put like a General Grant's picture on the side of them and stuff. You're like, what? And the whole point was to strike fear in the enemy's heart. And the Confederates, they would try to shoot them down, but they couldn't reach them. So they were never successful in shooting any of them down. This was all the brainchild of this guy, TSC Lowe. And he was. He dedicated his life to trying to fly a balloon across the Atlantic Ocean, but then the Civil War broke out. And he's like, oh, well, that's that's not going to happen now. So he put on this presentation for President Lincoln 1861, uh, on the the the. They don't call it the USS Enterprise because it's a balloon, but they just called it the Enterprise. And he put it on near the, uh, near the White House, and it went 500 feet in the air, 50-story building. And he sent a telegraph message down to the president uh, below. And that was it. And Lincoln's like, let's do it. So, if only the Union Army Balloon Corps could see us now.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: and how big our balloons have become. We also used them in World War I and two, and, and then they became more like blimps, right? But check this out, check this story, ready for this? This is where it gets very relevant to us right now. That was just trivia. During World War II, the Japanese sent a bunch of balloons up in the air. Why? They were called FUGO, F-U-G-O, FUGO balloons. And they were bombs. And they sent them up over the ocean to America. They were 33 feet in diameter and they carried an incendiary bomb underneath. And the goal was to have them fly over the ocean and then land in America and start a massive forest fire. So from 1944 to 1945, they launched 9,300 balloons from Japan. 300 of them made it to America and Canada. Now, they didn't start any fires, but here's the first interesting thing. The U.S. government, the military, Ordered the press to never report on these balloons. Don't talk about them. Don't say anything about them. Because we don't want to scare anyone. Which goes back to this whole like, oh, should we tell people there's a Chinese spy balloon? No, let's not even tell them. Then Larry finds it. So they didn't tell anyone about these balloons. They didn't want people to get frightened. And they didn't want people to think that the Japanese could use biological weapons on them. So they they didn't say anything about it. They kept it a secret. But then the U.S. government lifted the blackout. Why? One day, a reverend and his wife—they were in their 20s—they drove to a mountain area for a picnic with five Sunday school kids. And the husband went to go park, dropped the wife and the the boys off, and the wife and the boys went for a little walk in the woods, and they found this balloon. They were all ages 11 to 14, and the one of the bombs—the bomb on it—exploded. And all the boys and the Reverend's wife were killed. Those are the only six fatalities from not only these Japanese bombs, but these are the only six people who died in all of the continental United States from enemy action during World War Two. Now, unbelievable. Uh, this is in uh, Gearhart Mountain in southern Oregon. And the, the wife was pregnant as well. Terrible. So balloons are nothing new and balloons could be used again in the future with actual weapons on them. So let's get to the Bible here. Let's talk about secrets and surveillance. Let's start with secrets. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets are someone. What does the Bible say about secrets? They could be good or bad. It depends. Oh, I hate that it depends. Have a conviction, Slater. Samson did not keep a secret. the secret of his strength. He told his secret to Delilah, not a good move should have kept that secret. Queen Esther, she kept a secret, her nationality, and that was good. It was a part of God's plan to save his people. It can be wise for military, certain political reasons to keep secrets. It can even be noble. Proverbs eleven twelve: a man of understanding holds his tongue. A gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Hmm. But it can also be bad. It can be bad to keep a secret when it's a sin. When what you are keeping the secret, when the thing you're keeping a secret of is sin. He, uh, Proverbs 28, 13, He who conceals his sins does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So when it comes to sin, God's want, God wants full disclosure. And he will offer full forgiveness. So for secrets, it depends if they're good or bad. There's examples in the Bible of of both, but let's get to surveillance. And this is the one reason I love the Bible so much because everything's in the Bible. How can the Bible speak to surveillance? Well, it does. It speaks to everything. It's all in there. So God told Moses to send spies into the land of Canaan. Surveillance, spies go spy on the enemy. Joshua sent spies into Jericho before battle. Rahab hid the spies in her house. Kept a secret. And then the spies protected her. God blessed the whole exchange. Surveillance, secrets. In Acts 23, 40 men vowed to not eat or drink until they killed Paul. And uh, it says, this is uh, verse 16. Paul's sister's son. I'm really bad at family stuff. Family tree stuff. So Paul's sister, Paul's nephew. Sure enough. But when the son of Paul's sister heard of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul. So his nephew did some eavesdropping. This young lad was listening in on the would-be murderer's plot. So, again, perhaps a fine line here. If you're listening in on someone due to jealousy or revenge or with the intent to harm them uh, versus to defend yourself or a loved one, Gosh, I wish I could come to you with a more hardline definition of this is when secrets are good and this is when they're bad. This is when spying is good. This is when it's uh, you know biblical. This is when it's bad. I can't. The Holy Spirit will tell you. You'll know whether it's proper or not. But what's so fascinating to me is that it's all in the Bible. It's in the stories of all of it because everything's there. So what's in my control? Slater, what do I do about balloons flying above my house? So... This is usually the part of the episode where I am no longer talking about the thing in question. right? Usually by this point we've transitioned away from the news story and we, we got to the root of the issue and then we apply the root to something in our personal lives and therefore something that's in our control. But <laughs> it's worth saying, and this is certainly worthy of another episode, but you must emotionally prepare for... A war against a superpower. For our entire lives, America was the dominant player around the world, on the world stage. And for many reasons, as Brandon Weichert said, the world does not march to our drum any longer. And other powers, like China, will compete with us for control. And sending balloons off into enemy airspace, these are the kind of things that great powers do to rival great powers. And we need to get used to it and be more vigilant against things like this. We we must be stronger so we can deter things like this from happening. And we have to be careful not to escalate because we don't want to be picking a fight with Russia and China at the same time. And tied into the morning motivation theme this week, we need to know who we are. We need to remember who we are. Otherwise, this country will... N- not be worth fighting for and not be worth defending to a, a morally lost people what's the difference between a spy balloon and a fighter jet what's the difference between a surveillance balloon and a bomb we're a bad country anyway this is what kids are taught we deserve whatever the world gives us
3: america is on trial join me josh hammer as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters the legal proceedings of donald trump and the biden crime family This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
2: We've done bad things around the world. We've committed atrocities. We invented slavery. This is what kids are taught. So yeah, if another country wants to come in and, and drop a bomb on us, you know, that's fine. We, we've done bad things too. That's what that's what kids are taught. We deserve whatever the world gives us. We have to sit back and take it. We have to make sure that line of thinking doesn't gain any more foothold in America than it already has. And then as these things happen, as, as a, perhaps an empire is on decline and others are on the rise, China... We need to know that God is good and God is at work despite human evil and geopolitical clashes. I'm reminded of First Samuel. So Hannah can't have any children and she prays with such passion. It's First Samuel 9. Uh, let's read this. She was, uh, she was deeply distressed, prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And Eli, the priest, he, he thought he thought she was drunk. He said, how long will you go on being drunk? And Hannah's like, no, no, I'm not drunk. I've been pouring out my soul before the Lord. She wants a baby so badly, so God allows her to get pregnant. And then, 1 Samuel 2, she gives a prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. And the first section is about how God opposes the proud opposes the proud, exalts the humble. Jesus spoke of that, Luke 14, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted, one of my favorite lines. But then Hannah says that God is always at work no matter how much human evil is around us. And there's plenty of it. Here's verse nine. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones. And of course, if you're guarding the feet, you're also guarding everything. This is your where your feet touch the ground, right? This, so if you're guarding your feet, you're guarding the whole body. So God will guard the feet of his faithful ones. But the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. So good. God will guard you. It's not your might that you, we as a nation, prevail. That's the great message of Gideon's army and judges. I don't know if we've talked about it, or not, but uh, Gideon's like, hey, how about this many people? And God's like, nope, nah, it's too many. We should do it. We'll do a, more, a further breakdown. Of this uh, nope, that's too many. Fewer, 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 fewer. <laughs> so he started with, I think it was 32,000. They were up against the enemy at 135,000. So they, they, they were 32,000 to 135,000. And God's like, nope, too many, too many, too many, too many. They got, they got down to 300. <laughs> 300 men against 135,000. Who do you think won? Well, God. that was the point we need to remember that as well as two great world powers could potentially collide here with much more than just balloons. So what do we think about what's the final thought here to meditate on Slater? I got to get to bed. So what do we think about here? The old Testament often refers to God as a rock or the rock or my rock. There's the great poem of Moses in it starts in Deuteronomy 32 and he uses that nine times. Describes God as a rock. It's 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 all throughout Psalms. Moses said, the rock, his work is perfect. I love that. And that's the sentence. The, The rock, his work is perfect. Hannah, who we just talked about, said there is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Don't worry about balloons. Focus on the rock slaterradio at gmail.com is my email if you want to shoot me any thoughts any uh critiques any ways to improve this podcast that you think would be more of service to you by all means please slaterradio at gmail.com don't hesitate you made it through 30 minutes of this uh so we're friends and i will take it as ironing sharpening iron that's it slaterradio at gmail.com have a wonderful night politics by faith mike slater